Welcome back to Pass the Torch for episode 11. Today we welcome on an Olympic gold medalist in Emily Clark. Emily competes for Team Canada's women's hockey squad, where she was a member of the team that won silver at the 2018 Winter Games, but she got her revenge this past year, winning gold over Team USA. We chat about her journey growing up in a hockey family with five siblings in Canada, her responsibility as a role model to the next generation, her college career at Wisconsin, which included a national championship, and the obstacles that she faced to win an Olympic gold and how she celebrated. Emily was awesome to get to know, but before diving into today's conversation, I want to introduce our first ever sponsor on the pod. That's right, we're growing fast. Today's episode is presented by Shift Group. Shift Group was started by former college athletes, specifically to help former athletes like themselves transition into the world of software and tech sales. The Shift Group has helped several friends of TorchBro land their dream job and make their transition into the world of tech sales. If athletes listening are interested, connecting with Shift Group is a no-brainer because it's at no cost to you. They'll get you ready for the interview process, get you introductions to companies, and coach you through the whole process until you actually get an offer. If you're interested in learning more, visit www.shiftgroup.io or you can email the team directly at jr.shiftgroup.io. Tell them we sent you and take your professional career to the next level. Now, let's get you ready for today's episode and get to know Emily Clark. Enjoy. So today, Torch Pro welcomes on a gold medalist from the 2022 Winter Games playing for Team Canada's women's hockey team, Emily Clark. So I guess how good does it feel for you to have the words gold medal associated with your name now? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I'll get sick of it. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time coming for a lot of us. Um, I've been on the team since fall of 2014 and have come short of a few championships. So to finally he- hear those words, um, yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. So congrats. And we'll talk about the journey and kind of the obstacles faced along the way, but I want to throw it back to the very beginning of your story to give our audience kind of a better feel for your journey in sports. So I guess just where did you grow up playing the game of hockey and how'd you fall in love with it? Yeah, I grew up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and I'm like a proud Prairie kid. Like I love being <laughs> from there um, and kind of had like a pretty classic hockey player upbringing. I think like I have four older brothers that all played a dad that runs two hockey rinks. So I was just like a rink rat, um, always either at the rink for myself or watching my brothers running around with my other brothers while one other brother's on the ice or something like that. So just from like literally as long as I can remember, just been a hockey player and around the game, around the rink a lot. And just the love of the game, honestly, has probably got me to where I am. Like it's always been fun for me to train, to play. And that's been the biggest thing. Yeah. So like quite literally thrown right into it. And I guess having four brothers might help with your development. Um, But was it ever any other sports or was it strictly just hockey for you? Like growing up? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was honestly mostly hockey. Like I know now you're supposed to play more sports growing up. Um, I did like my parents were incredible and like anything any of us wanted to try, we could. I also have an older sister that played a bunch of sports um so I definitely tried a few sports growing up like basketball I was really into lacrosse for a bit um but it always fell back on hockey and when I found out I could play hockey in the spring and the summer I was like sign me up yeah so I've been pretty much all hockey for probably since I was like 12 or 13. Amazing and so are you are you one of six siblings? Yeah I'm the youngest of six. Wow that's got to be a wild household growing up in yeah especially yeah. sports family. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a blast, but um, like I said, whenever growing up, like 
it was all hockey all the time. Like either we were at the rink or we were playing chell on Xbox or we were playing mini sticks, shooting pucks in the backyard. Like that's all we did. Yep. And so in the past, we've done a lot of work with, as we talked about kind of before recording here, we talked about doing work with some of the girls on Team USA and telling their stories. And they have some interesting uh, stories about growing up and playing on team boys teams, right? And the hardships with that. And so I guess, was there any ever adversity for you as a female hockey player growing up? And what are your own personal experiences with that? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, there's been things that like, I don't think I realized it while I was growing up. Some of the, you know, uphill battles or adversity um but I think like as an adult now looking back like I mean I definitely have my stories of changing in like boiler rooms and janitor's closets um I remember one time there's this one ring in Saskatoon that the girls locker room was in between the two rinks in like a janitor's closet that didn't have a roof over it and I came back to my bag and someone like threw like orange slushy all over like over the wall like just stupid stuff like that that at the time I'm like oh yeah this sucks but I never thought that like oh it's because I'm a, a girl and there's not necessarily a full place for me to be yet that I have to deal with this crap um but I think like now looking back thinking of not having as visible role models accessible all the time I think that is also a big thing that a lot of us faced I mean we had a lot of us were inspired by the 0206 Olympic Canadian teams that won and that's only every four years that we were seeing those girls on TV right. I was lucky enough to meet a couple in person that was super impactful um but to not see that like on any given weekday when you just turn on your TV I think that's um obviously something that we're trying to change um but yeah I think like I was one of the boys growing up so I never thought about it too much growing up but I think when you hit that phase when maybe your time in boys hockey is coming to an end and you're not in the locker room with the guys. So you're not really necessarily feeling as a part of the team as you should. Um, but I mean, I had a lot of great coaches growing up that just treated me like a hockey player. So um, there's a lot more good stories and bad stories for sure, but definitely faced my own challenges, I would say. Yeah. Well, no, that's great to hear. And I kind of love that you hit on the point that there, you don't have so many visible role models when you were growing up. And I guess the world of media has really changed that and everything every day we strive at torch pro to help provide more access to people like athletes like you to help tell their stories so they can inspire the next generation so i guess how important for you is it to tell your own story and your journey through sports kind of like what we're doing today but to also be that role model to some of the young female athletes growing up today um, to inspire them to accomplish their goals how important is that for you yeah both sides are huge i guess you know touch on the telling your story and trying to be accessible um, and social media and stuff like what you guys do help a ton. Um, I think that, you know, especially my first couple of years on the national team, I think I thought that that would just kind of happen as I was playing on the national team, going to world championships. Um, but, you know, the media coverage has gotten like so much better, even with my time with the national team, but you kind of have to, if you want your story out there, you have to kind of take ownership, like, it's not always going to be put out by the media just because you're whatever player on whatever team. Um, so for me, kind of diving into that side of things in the last year or two and seeing like a big difference in it, um, even like trying to get more active on TikTok because more kids are on TikTok. And I mean, I'm like a pandemic TikToker, like I was obsessed with it <laughs> during the start of COVID. But um, even stuff like that, the amount of like kids I meet 
from home or wherever and it's like oh I see you on TikTok like that's just one more example of being a little bit more visible to them and then getting to know me and I get to kind of control the narrative and tell my story like in an authentic or creative way um but in terms of being a role model like it's incredibly important to all of us I think if you talk to any women's hockey player there's kind of this sense of like duty to to do that to leave the game better than you found it but all of us have stories of like like I met Dana Antel after they won 02 I don't know like on my Twitter pretty recently I tweeted um like a photo that she had autographed for me that said go for gold and it was kind of cool 20 years later very cool I took it to heart but um like all of us have stories like that just like total full circle moments so to be able to like take selfies with kids sign autographs make tiktoks with them now is the case um like we all had that so you definitely yeah. want to take your time and try to do that with as many kids as you can it's, it's hard not to be addicted to tiktok these days especially <laughs> during the days of covid um so yeah. i can't i can't blame you there but and yeah on top of also telling your story it's also just important to show people like who you are as a person right so like making those funny like funny TikToks that might feel a little weird, but it's who you are. It's like, that's a better connection to a, a fan that they want to have that we didn't have maybe even five or 10 years ago that I think is so critical. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, um, sorry, what, it, were you a hockey player? Or is that? No, I wasn't. That's a lacrosse jersey up there. So I'm a, I'm a hockey fan um, yeah. of working with hockey players. I've definitely loved the sport a little bit more, but yeah, wasn't a player growing yeah, up. You're a lacrosse guy. Well, I don't yeah. know. I would, I would say even in hockey in general, like, compared to sport to sport like it's you're not at least in the past maybe as encouraged to show that personality like it's kind of business you come to the rank you do your thing you don't want to be too they're so humble too out there yeah hum, you got to be humble but um I mean that's a, the most joy I found on TikTok is just kind of showing like personality and humor that they're not going to get when they just watch a game at the Olympics like I'm not really showing that as much yeah. so it is fun to get to for people to get to see like the whole scope yeah, and there's so many great personalities in hockey. And I think the female teams are doing it a lot better than the guys' teams and, and putting themselves out there and telling their stories. So um, I think it's great to see. And I guess just like the growth of women's hockey, I think is the most rapidly growing youth sport in in America. And so it's great to see. And I think you talked about kind of that responsibility of being a role model. Um, but I think it's good that your kind of group and you yourself are kind of owning that kind of title. So I wanted to talk a little bit about before the Olympics, um, you went to Wisconsin, right? And so now you had a great career. Mm-hmm. You won a national championship, I think your, your senior year. So I guess, what was that experience like um, for you at Wisconsin and winning that national championship? Yeah, I love talking about Wisconsin. Wisconsin's yeah. like, I say like, it was like a dream that I didn't know I had. Like growing up in Saskatoon, there wasn't like in general, Saskatchewan, like we're not as represented. We don't have as many players come out of the province they even on national teams um and as I was kind of going through the process not as many girls graduating going to NCAA um so like growing up I didn't really know about college sports or that that was even an option until I was kind of going through the process and um you know I was just getting recruited and navigating that process at my prep school with my coach I'm like I have no idea what I want like I was lucky to play u18 so a lot of doors open and had a lot of opportunities to check out different schools um and then just landed on wisconsin especially after i visited and like the college sports town (laughs) experience that i got there like not only is it like incredible hockey program obviously 
got coached by Mark Johnson, like incredible facilities, but all the other stuff that came with going there, going to 80,000 person stadium football games on Saturdays. Um, just the whole experience was like, and more than I ever could have dreamed. And I think like one of the most valuable things is just how we got treated there yep. is definitely how I think that we deserve to be treated um, all the time. So I think having that experience helps a lot and um, you know what we want to move forward with and um, but obviously winning, finishing uh, my career off there with the national championship was a dream come true too after I think we lost in the semis my first two years, the final my junior wow. year. Um, so that felt extra special to finally cap it off with that. I guess what was the biggest difference between your championship team, your senior year versus those other teams that couldn't really get over the championship pump? Yeah. Um, hard to say. I think, you know, that team definitely had something special that like you can't explain it, but it had it. Yeah. Um, but I think like the biggest thing with that team, say compared to the team I was on that lost in the final is we just handled adversity a lot better and we handled it more frequently during the season. Like my junior year, we were like a dream team. Like I, I think we lost like three games, maybe all year we had most NCAA records in the country. And I don't know if we've even been down a goal, like our goalie too, Anne Renee, um, she had that dumb streak. It was like nine or 12 games in a row without getting scored on, like just oh, stuff like that. Yeah. But like, we just didn't, we didn't handle we just didn't have much adversity and then in the final we're down by two goals and we're like we haven't we actually haven't had this all year and I think we just kind of broke down um for my senior year when we had ups and downs all year that we kind of worked through and then uh we just felt prepared for anything by the time the frozen four came around yeah well it's amazing and so I guess off the ice before moving on to like your career in the Olympics what was your favorite part about Wisconsin because I know you would mention a lot earlier but if you had to pick one what was your favorite part oh man off the ice um I mean obviously we had a lot of fun at Wisconsin yeah. there's a lot of extracurricular stuff that we <laughs> do but I think honestly like the facilities like we just had so many resources mm -hmm. that we were set up for success whether it was like a smoothie station that we had an app on our phone that in between classes we could set up a time and a smoothie would just be waiting for us like that's ridiculous incredible the gym was incredible we like tutor student center like you're just set up to succeed on and off the ice take advantage so I think just the resources too made the experience well any young aspiring high school kids looking at colleges right now I think uh, Wisconsin should be at the top of their list yeah have them call me I could talk about Wisconsin all day <laughs> I love <laughs> it and so yeah now moving on to the Olympics you kind of had a unique journey right so you made the 2018 um, Team Canada women's team um, back when you were still in college so what was that process like making your first Olympic team I guess while still at school yeah I think it's it's another thing like you don't really realize maybe some of the challenges or maybe the like magnitude of it while you're living it until you look back. But, um, you know, I got really lucky after the 2014 Olympics, there was a lot of turnover, some people taking years off, some people retiring. Um, so that fall I made the senior team for my first time and that was my freshman year. Wow. Um, so playing on the national team at college was all I knew. And I was super like lucky, um, for that to be the case. So, for my freshman year, that was the first year of that quad. Um, I was kind of in the mix and on track and had my goal of being on that 2018 team. So 
um, just every year trying to make the Four Nations team, trying to make the World Championship team, um, and then getting centralized after my junior year. So it was weird leaving school and taking that year off. But honestly, I think that year away made me appreciate Wisconsin so much more that when I went back for my senior year, I just like soaked it up because I knew kind of what I was missing. Um, but yeah, I mean, making your first Olympic team or any Olympic team is obviously super special and doesn't come without a lot of work, but obviously worth it. And um, yeah, definitely going back to school is a little bit weird too, after missing right. a year. And then you have two classes of two, two classes of new teammates. So um, that was interesting too, on um, my senior year not being in the same class anymore, but um, I'd go back in this, I went back in the summer. So I just made that adjustment and transition that much smoother probably get to play with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder too as an olympic athlete now going back into the into the college ranks um yeah a little bit and i know <laughs> that you're having a bit of a chip on my shoulder from losing anytime you know we played Manny at duluth or any of the girls are on that usa team i got up a little extra for those games so i just held on to that until this last time around exactly exactly so you were on the team associated for a few years so but then you flash forward to 2018 I guess now opening ceremonies is that just like the coolest moment like every greatest athlete in the world is in one place but for you personally what was that moment like yeah for sure like anytime I get asked about the Olympics that's outside of hockey that's definitely yeah. the the best part of the experience and I think I wasn't prepared for just like the energy and emotion that I felt and um obviously the walk-in part is the best part you're in amongst team Canada like all the other athletes right. um and the walk goes by so fast like you want it to go forever um but yeah that's definitely a special moment of being like wow like I'm here this is happening like let's go <laughs> yeah were there, were there any athletes that like you were almost like fangirling at the opening ceremonies or like oh my god I can't believe that's so and so um yeah like Scott and Tessa for sure yeah. in 2018 uh me and Blair Turnbull fangirled on Sean White a bit we got a selfie tried to How trade him, not? him. <laughs> um those are probably the most memorable I think um Datsuk was at my first one with Russia so that was really cool I never ended up asking him for a photo but like he was one of my favorite players growing up so that was pretty cool just to see him around casually at the village and stuff Right. I can't blame you for going up to Sean White for a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so now those 2018 uh, games, you guys lost in the gold medal game to Team USA. But I guess, was that your motivation for the next four years, getting prepared for this past Winter Olympics in 2022? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, that like, you know, in sport, it's like a true heartbreak when mm. you fall short of something oh, like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, it took, honestly, it took a long time to kind of like work through that like process it learn how to make it work for me I think for obviously initially you just let it hurt you're like uh, when, once you got home and once I got to share it with people of course like I'm very proud of that medal and sharing it was still super special but I mean we went there because we wanted to win gold so I think um, finding a way to kind of process that and turn it into motivation was definitely super important and you know like I think i learned how to do different things throughout the right. four years but one thing is I have a photo that I kept pretty close of like me on the blue line with some of my teammates with like tears in my eyes yeah. and kind of like when things get tough it's like you're working so you don't want to feel like that again so uh, that was one thing I think that helped me throughout the last four years when things would get a little bit tough yeah make that the 
background of your phone and every workout, every <laughs> ice, like that's what you're looking at. Exactly. So I guess, yeah, I mean, you kind of answered my next question, but I was wondering if there was any experience you used while you're in South Korea in 2018 that helped lead to a better outcome in 2022 that you applied while you were over there and getting prepared for the games. Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest differences from this Olympics, even the whole year to last, um, and it sounds cheesy, but just like actually leaning into the process and mm. like kind of embracing that. Um, and I think it's one of those things that people say in sport all the time, like trust the process, just yeah. don't think of the outcome, process, process. And like, until you actually do it and see the reward, I think it's hard to do it. But like in 2018, for example, I had, once the photos of the medals came out or once they like, whatever, released that, I had a photo of the gold medal on the back of my phone. So I'm like, this is what I want. Yeah. Um, and I think like looking back, like that was almost detrimental because I just, all I thought about was that I didn't think about like this whole, cent the whole centralization year, like you're training with your team, you want to make the team, but then you want to set yourself up in the best possible position by the time you hit that gold medal game, just to be at your best. Um, so this time around, I think throughout the whole centralization year, just like really trusting and like making the most of the process. Like if we're playing the boys teams, like what can you get out of that? We're playing the U.S. Okay, try to treat it like a gold medal game. Um, and then once we got to the Olympics, I didn't look at the schedule more than a day ahead because I didn't want to think that. about the gold medal game, the playoffs, playing USA, even though we had three more games before that. So I think that was for me personally, like our team, that was kind of a focus. But personally, I think that helped me a lot. Just be a better player and enjoy the experience so much more because in 2018 all I'm thinking about is the outcome and then I don't get the outcome I want and it's like you didn't even enjoy the whole way there as much as you could have so I think no matter what happened on February 17th like I would have been happy with the year and the experience but obviously winning gold that that's like the cherry on top makes it a little bit more enjoyable yeah and you guys a little bit dominated your way through the tournament and so I mean one congrats to you guys but yeah I could see how kind of being a rookie or first time Olympian in the 2018 <laughs> games is like a harder experience to kind of soak in the process take it day by day and then when 2022 comes around like really focus and like commit to like playing hockey and, and getting that gold so yeah I mean it's great to see is there is there a real hatred towards Team USA for you guys as Team Canada or are you friends with some girls on the team like what's that all about what's that rivalry about um yeah I don't know what the word hatred I think it's honestly it's different now too because we work so closely with them right the goal outside of when we play each other um so I think like maybe hate hatred is like toned down a little bit but like once you're on the ice yeah it definitely comes back um I think like obviously I have like a ton of respect for all of them and uh, friends with a couple of them and um, you know we're trying to accomplish the same thing together but yeah I mean like when you're on the ice I think it's easier just to hate them it makes yeah, it's, it more a, fun, it's more war fun. it's war when the puck drops exactly yeah exactly war is a good a good way to put it <laughs> um, and so COVID kind of messed up this year's Olympics was your family all your brothers and sister and were they all able to travel to Beijing or no 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 one was um, there was no fans allowed um, but my, I mean, my family is pretty close knit group. So I was getting game day selfies and um, the group chat was blowing up on game days and stuff like that. So even though they weren't there in person, like I was feeling the love and um, getting to get back home like a day after I got back from Beijing and 
sharing it with them in person like that was one of the best parts for sure yeah when you say feeling the love I think I saw on your Instagram when you came home through the airport um you walk through the terminal gates and there's just a sea of fans probably friends and family just welcoming you cheering having signs things like that so what was that feeling like oh yeah that was overwhelming that was like I mean it's cool because when you're over there like you get tweets and you get messages from like people you know people you don't know like you feel the support and like I know when I'm a fan of the Olympics the Olympics are on the tv 24 7 so you know like you have that support back home but then to like get my first taste of it physically and like in person it was like just super overwhelming and um you know a lot of friends and family there but then having like some youth teams there like that was really cool yeah that was great to see yeah so I ended up I only was home for like 43 hours or something like that because the girls planned a trip to Mexico but um it was like fast and furious 48 it was like try to see everyone that I could think of that had a hand in it share it with as many people as I could I'm going to get like going to my favorite bakery from home that I went to as a kid to get my brother some birthday donuts and then it's like oh would you like to see this and then get big hugs even from like someone like that that's watched me grown up yeah um so yeah that that two days home was pretty special to get to share it with as many people as I could yeah that's amazing and I was gonna ask you have you done anything cool to celebrate it sounds like you guys went to Mexico and, and had a time <laughs> yeah that was um that was a pre-planned trip that we were going on no matter what but um yeah that was fun just to get away with the girls and get some sun and celebrate um we got to go to the heritage classic that was really cool uh other than that just celebrating a lot of good meals and justifying any purchase I want I guess (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it's been pretty fun to be back yeah amazing well no congrats on the gold medal um truly special and so now I kind of wanted to dive into some rapid fire questions. You can sure. do one word, one answer, one phrase, take as long as you want, yeah. um, but we'll dive right in. So who is your favorite athlete growing up as a kid? Oh, favorite athlete. I was actually a, a Ovechkin fan growing up. So this might be the same answer, but who is your favorite athlete to watch in current day sports? Um, I mean, I, I still have a soft spot for Ovechkin, but I think Nathan McKinnon is like so fun to watch. Yeah, stud. Yeah. Um, in terms of hockey, but I mean, um, I mean, Serena Williams is like a legend, and she's always fun to watch. Like, just such a powerhouse. Great. Mm-hmm. What is the best moment of your sports career? This is kind of a layup. Um, I mean, yeah, winning the Olympics. Yeah. What was your favorite food you ate while over in Beijing? Um. Honestly, the food wasn't my favorite over yeah. there. Um, but on one of the nights, um, after the games were done, we got to go to this hotel that was in the Olympic loop and we had some like really good Chinese food. Um, so yeah, that was definitely my favorite. Was it better food than in, uh, South Korea in 2018? Um, hard to say. I think I liked the food better in South Korea, to be honest. And there was a McDonald's in South Korea definitely made a few trips too so that also was enjoyable mcdonald's never fails in any meal ever i've had there it's always been hard. it's always been solid i'm also uh my grandpa growing up had a couple mcdonald's in saskatoon so like, like a I, franchise I, owner yeah yeah that's really so cool I grew up on mcdonald's and yeah i love it well, 
now you know how an athlete fuels their body. It's, it's McDonald's. Yeah. So there's a secret sauce. There you go. <laughs> what was your favorite sport to watch in the Olympics that isn't hockey? Um, we went to Ski Big Air. Yeah. I saw that live and that was like so impressive to watch them throw themselves off that ramp and to land backwards on skis after doing what they do. It was insane. That's crazy. So away from sports here, but who's your favorite music artist? Oh, that's tough. Um, I like Quinn 92 a lot and Ziggy Albert. Mm. What is your biggest fear? Um, heights. I'm such a baby with heights. <laughs> and last one here. What is one word that best describes you? Oh, um, humble, I'd say. There we go. I, I can feel that. So one final question here. And so thank you again for your time, but I guess what is one piece of advice that you want to pass along to the general fan, maybe the next generation that you've learned along your journey that could help them accomplish their dreams and goals? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that I could say to next generation or anyone is just like how you talk to yourself matters. And I think, you know, being your own biggest fan and um, not tearing yourself down, but just like feeling good thoughts and um, actively working on your confidence every day is one of the best things you can do. I love it. Um, well, thank you again, Emily. Um, congrats on the gold medal. And hopefully we can uh, chat again soon. Yeah, thanks so much, Danny. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Pass the Torch. I had a ton of fun, so I hope you guys did as well. Please hit that subscribe button and don't miss a new episode. Also, you can head to torchpro.com where you can find lots more content with athletes, whether it be video features, docu-series, or other podcasts. I promise you guys will enjoy. Lastly, if you have any interest in becoming a smarter sports fan, you'll want to subscribe to our daily sports newsletter, The Morning Blitz. You can find it all at torchpro.com, and we'll see you next episode.